My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm still with this big, dirty flock of sheep that need to be trimmed and cleaned up. Thank God that Jesus cleans us up and keeps us trimmed. He is such a good shepherd. And you, when you read the 23rd Psalm, we find that he also supernaturally leads us. In the 23rd Psalm, verse 3, it says, He restores my soul and leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. If we will listen to the Lord, he'll be a good shepherd and he will lead us. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. As I told you in the introduction, when I was sitting among all those mangy, grangy looking sheep, today I'm going to talk to you about the wonderful promise in the 23rd Psalm that Jesus Christ has promised he will lead us and guide us in life. Sometimes people say, Brother Rick, how have you and Denise and your family done all that you've done? Well, it's not because we're so smart, but we've listened and we've allowed the Lord to lead us, and He promises that He'll lead us. And you're going to see today in Romans 8, verse 14, it is a promise of God that every child of God can expect to be led by the Holy Spirit, and that includes you. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you, and if you'll follow Him, He'll give you an amazing adventure in life. Wow. But I want you to order the whole series, which is called, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. It's 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats. This series is jam-packed. It will feed your heart. It will feed your soul. It will really show you the 10 promises that Jesus makes to you. And it comes with a marvelous study guide. And when you have the study guide so you can read it, while you see it or hear it, it really reinforces the teaching and gets it down deep inside you. And by the way, the Bible says in Romans 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. This is a series you need to hear and hear and hear and hear and really get this teaching down deep inside you. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, and it is available on our website, or you can give us a call. And we're offering you right now, this is the last day of this week, the book by Tony Cook called Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The Blessings of an Empowered Life. This may look like a little book, but it is filled with dynamite. It is so marvelous. And remember that right now, when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you several books. Denise's book, The Gift of Forgiveness. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. Everyone seems to be going through some kind of struggle in some area of their life, a combat zone. Well, this book is dedicated to partners, and it is written to help you know how to survive, thrive, and overcome in the midst of any difficult situation. And we always give these two books to anyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And from now until the month of October, we're offering you our new autobiography at a radical discount at our website, or you can call us. The autobiography is called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. And there it shows me and Denise sitting on Red Square. Who would have ever imagined 
that a boy and a girl from two little towns in northeastern Oklahoma would end up living in Moscow. That's where I'm coming to you from right now. And from Moscow, we are touching the world with the teaching of the Bible. The whole story is so unlikely, but God loves to do unlikely things. God loves to use people that are unlikely to be used. And that is our testimony. God chose us. It was all so unlikely. And that is why the autobiography is called Unlikely, Our Faithful Journey to the Ends of the Earth. The back of the book says, if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith and launch you out to experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read. And it would also be a great book to give to someone else who is really walking by faith. It will encourage them. But hey, I want you to reach for your Bibles. And today we're going to return to the 23rd Psalm, and we're going to begin reading again in verse 1. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. Verse 3, He restores my soul that's what we covered yesterday. I want to cover it briefly again today. But then it says, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. That will be our primary focus today. Then in verse 4 it says, Yea, through I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runs over. And verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in this marvelous psalm, God makes 10 supernatural promises to you. Number one, God's supernatural provision. Number two, God's supernatural protection. Number three, God's supernatural peace. Number four, God's supernatural restoration. Number five, God's supernatural guidance. That's today's focus. Number six, God's supernatural confidence that he gives to us. Number seven, God's supernatural loving correction. Number eight, God's supernatural prosperity. Number nine, God's supernatural anointing. And finally, number 10, God's supernatural promise. But today, I want us to briefly cover again point number four, which is God's supernatural restoration. I want to cover it again because I moved so quickly yesterday through the final verses that I covered. But in Psalm 23, verse 3, it says, He restores my soul. And I want us to go back to the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. Jesus here is speaking, and He is our great shepherd. And in this verse, he emphatically states what he wants to do with our souls. Listen to what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, which means the gospel is an economic game changer in the life of those that are poor. But then he goes on to say, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. When I read this verse, I see the work of God to restore our souls. For example, Jesus says he was sent to heal 
the brokenhearted. That word brokenhearted is an amazing Greek word. It is the Greek word suntribo, which usually describes the crushing of grapes under one's feet or the smashing and grinding of bones into dust. But here it depicts people that have been walked on by others. Do you know anybody that feels like they've been walked on by others? Those that have been crushed by others or those who feel they have been smashed to pieces by life or by relationships. People that just feel they've been trampled on in life. And Jesus said he came to heal them. And the word heal is the amazing Greek word eomai, which means to heal or to cure, but it usually refers to a progressive cure. It often depicts a healing power that progressively reverses a condition over a period of time. And what we find in this verse is sometimes a process is involved in healing our broken hearts. But Jesus begins the process and he continues the process and he stays with us until our hearts are fully restored. He loves to restore those that feel they've been crashed and trampled on by others in life. But then it goes on to say to preach deliverance to the captives. The word deliverance is the Greek word aphiasis. It describes a permanent release, a permanent dismissal, to permanently set one free, to permanently loose one. And the word captive is a Greek word which depicts those that have been taken captive at the point of a spear, those that are dragged into some form of bondage or manipulated by bondage. And here it can portray the picture of addictions, chemical addictions, wrong thinking, abusive relationships, anyone that is being manipulated by some kind of bondage. But Jesus came to bring a permanent release, a permanent dismissal, to permanently set them free, to permanently loose them from those manipulating bondages. That is part of his work to restore us. But then it goes on to say that he has been set to recover sight to those that are blind. The recovering of sight in Greek means he's going to give you your sight back. So many people have been blindsided in life by relationships and situations that took them off guard. But Jesus has come to give your sight back to you again. The word blind is the Greek word tuflos. It doesn't just depict a person who's unable to see, but a person who has been intentionally blinded by someone else. It pictures one whose eyes have been deliberately removed so that he is blinded. This individual hasn't just lost his sight, he has no eyes to see. But if you're an individual or you know someone that's been blindsided by life, Jesus will give them their sight back again. And finally, Jesus said he came to set at liberty them that are bruised. The word bruised being the Greek word, which means those that are crushed, those that have been broken down. It pictures a person, listen to this, it pictures a person who has been shattered or fragmented by life. It pictures those whose lives have been continually split up 
and fragmented. I think about people that have been through divorce or the children of divorce or people that feel they've been passed from one family to another family or one job to another job. They feel that their life has been continually split up and fragmented and shattered. That's what this word bruised means. But Jesus came to set them at liberty, which again is a Greek word, ephesus, which depicts a permanent release, a permanent dismissal, to permanently lose, to permanently set free. And in this case, the word set at liberty picture being set free from the detrimental effects of a shattered life. The Greek emphatically pictures a permanent release from the destructive effects of brokenness. Jesus comes to restore us. All of that describes his miraculous restorative work in our life. And David said, he's the one that restores my soul. You know, David had experienced a lot of rejection from his family a lot of rejection from his own son, problems in his marriage. David carried in his soul areas that had been scarred. But David said, the Lord is the one that restores my soul and he will restore your soul and my soul too. And you need to personalize this psalm by saying, the Lord is the one who restores my soul. But wait, in Psalm 23, verse 3, it goes on to say, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, which means Jesus, our great shepherd, will lead us if we're willing to follow. In fact, the scriptures are filled with verses that show God wants to lead us and to guide us. For example, in Psalm 32, verse 8, God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with mine eye. Or in Psalm 37, verse 23, in the New Living Translation, it says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. If you're godly, this guarantees God wants to direct your steps. In Psalm 73, 24, in the New Living Translation, David says, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. God has a glorious destiny for you, and he wants to lead you there. In Proverbs 3, verse 6, it says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. That is a promise that you can stand on. And God has given us the Bible. And in the Bible, we can know God's mind. We can know God's will. We can know God's ways. And the scriptures are filled with revelation and insight that direct us. And that is why Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, when I teach about being led, many times people write or call and they say, but we don't know how to be led. Well, for that reason, I want to encourage you to get this series called Knowing the Will of God. It is a five-part series, and it comes with a marvelous study guide. And listen to what it says. Does God really have a specific plan just for you? How can you know if you're on track or off track with his plan. God has a plan for you and he wants to lead you and to guide you. And in this wonderful five-part series, you will find out how to know the explicit will of God for your life. But in addition to having the Bible, we also have the Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus made this remarkable promise. 
Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you. You can bank on that. The Holy Spirit has been sent to guide us in life. And the word guide is the Greek word hodegas. Ay, 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 what a wonderful word. It's from the word hodas which is the Greek word for a road, but when it becomes the word hodega, it becomes a road guide or a guide who shows a traveler the safest course through an unknown territory. A guide who knows the safest, fastest, and most pleasurable route to take, a tour guide and even a guide for the blind. If you feel like you cannot see where you're going or you don't know how to make it through the territory in front of you, the Holy Spirit has been sent to guide you. And the good news is he's already been there. He knows what is in front of you. He knows what's in the heart of God for you. He knows the will of God for you. He knows it all. He even sees the traps the enemy has set for you. But if you will allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, he will be a guide that will lead you past every demonic attack, past every trap, and he will give you a wonderful adventurer in life. The Holy Spirit has been sent to be your guide. Amen. You say, well, how can I really know that? Because Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, which means if you are a child of God, this verse guarantees you the right to be led. But when you read Romans 8, 14 in the Greek, the sentence structure is reversed. Rather than say as many as are led by the Spirit of God, it says as many as by the Spirit of God are being led. It puts the Holy Spirit at the first of the verse and us like tagalongs behind the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be out front and our job is to be a tagalong to see where he is going, to hear what he says and to follow or to be led. The word led that is used in this verse is the Greek word ago, which was used to depict animals led by a rope tied around their necks that followed wherever their owner led them. The owner would tug and pull and the animal followed. To be led by a gentle tug or a pull and this word ago forms the root for the Greek word agon, which describes intense conflict like a struggle in a wrestling match or a struggle of the human will. Well, there is so much in this word led, but let me tell you a story. When we first moved to the former Soviet Union, Denise and I lived on the earth's outskirts of a little town, and I saw something happen every morning that just amazed me. We had a neighbor who had a cow. But she didn't have a lot of property, so every morning that old grandmother would go out and open the door and she would let her cow off of her property and she would tie a rope around the neck of that cow. And I would watch that little grandmother every single day as she would tug on that rope and she would pull that cow and that cow would just obediently follow her. Then she would lead the cow usually to the front of our property where she pulled a stake out of her pocket put it into the ground, wrapped the rope around it, patted the cow, said, I'll see you later. She left the cow and the cow stayed where it was led all day long until she came back that night, pulled the rope out, up pulled the stake 
and pulled the rope and led the cow back home. And she did it day after day after day after day. And finally, one day I asked her friend, what is with the cow? The cow is so big, it doesn't have to follow. It could knock that grandmother flat. Why does the cow so faithfully follow? And the man said to me, because that cow has been following since it was young, it has been trained to follow. My mind immediately went to this verse. And I understand that in life, many of us have a hard time following the Holy Spirit because it's hard for us. It's a struggle for us. It's a wrestle for us. But if we would have learned earlier, and if we teach our children and our grandchildren earlier to listen to the Holy Spirit and to follow, it will be easier for them to follow it would be easier for us now to follow if we had started early in life. We have to be trained to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit leads us, it's not usually with a bolt of lightning. It is not usually with a prophetic dream or a prophecy. It's usually a gentle tug on our heart as the Holy Spirit pulls us and leads us where we are to go. And when He leads us somewhere, we are to stay put until he comes along to lead us somewhere else. That is amazing to me. And that entire picture is in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And now we know from Psalm 23, verse 3, that one of the promises of our shepherd is that he will lead us. It says, He restores our soul and He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. When we follow Him successfully, it brings glory to the name of Jesus. But in Psalm 23, verse 4, it says, Next, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, which means God next promises us supernatural confidence even when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death and that's where we're going to begin when we come back to the next program but I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you the 23rd Psalm is a favorite passage of Scripture for many people and cherished by Christians all over the world in this new 10-part series Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd Rick Renner opens this powerful passage like you've never heard it before so you can understand all the amazing promises that God makes to you in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord really is your shepherd, and He wants to lovingly take care of you. In this 10-part series, Rick will unfold for you God's provision and protection, God's peace and restoration, God's guidance and prosperity, God's anointing and promises, and so much more. Rick Renner says, this is one of my favorite series. Anyone who loves Psalm 23 will love it more than ever after hearing this fully expounded teaching. This remarkable series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $20. In addition, we're also offering you the book, Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The 12 Blessings of an Empowered Life. God wants you to experience all the promises in His Word. And in this easy-to-read book, you'll find 12 blessings that God promises you in the 23rd Psalm. This powerful book can be yours for just $7. Don't miss this special offer of the 10-part series, Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, and the book, Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The 12 Blessings of an Empowered Life. Call the number on your screen now, or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
Hey friend, this is Rick Renner. I want to take just a moment to tell you about what God is doing in our ministry. We are bursting at the seams with response from people and it's coming from all over the world, from the English speaking world, from the Russian speaking world. People are reaching out to us for prayer, for support, and for resources, and we need more space. It's not about buildings. It's never about buildings. Really, it's about having space so we can adequately minister to the needs of the people that are reaching out to us. And in Tulsa, we have to have a new ministry home. We've totally outgrown our current facility, and God has led us to another building. And guess what? It is fully furnished. All we have to do is purchase it and move in, and we can immediately begin to operate Wow, that is just like something the Lord would do. At the same time in Moscow, we're constructing a new studio because this studio is too small. We are producing five to seven daily television programs and we have maximized this space. And now we need to construct this new TV studio, which is already under construction. And in that studio, we're going to produce programming that's going to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus and to the Word of God. And our assignment is to bring teaching that people can trust to them all over the planet, particularly to English speakers and to Russian speakers. But if you put together all the space we need to expand, we need about 50,000 square feet. And that's what it comes to, the building in Tulsa, the studio which we're constructing in Moscow, and we can do all of it for $120 a square foot. That is a remarkable price when you consider it includes the architectural plans, the property, the building, the furnishings, the TV equipments, the light, everything that is needed for us to do this ministry. And I'm asking you today to please pray about joining us to help us do this. Would you be a part of the giving team that gives sacrificially to help us really knock this out of the ballpark, to win the victory, to purchase the building in Tulsa, to finish constructing the studio in Moscow? You know, if we have to do it by ourselves, it's going to be tough. But if many people will join hands with us together, we can do this, we can do it quickly, and Jesus will give us the victory. Many years ago, when Denise and I first began our ministry, the Lord gave us Romans chapter 10, verse 18, and it says, Yea, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. It is amazing that we're watching this ministry really reach people at the very ends of the earth. And when you partner with us, you help us do this job. And together, we can purchase this building in Tulsa, construct the studio in Moscow, and produce programming and bring teaching of the Bible that people can trust to people all over the planet. And my friend, please join us. Ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you to do and what he would have you to do regularly until we finally achieve this victory. And I want to say thank you in advance. Today, we've been looking at the supernatural leading of the Holy Spirit in our life. We're promised in the 23rd Psalm that our great shepherd will lead us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. It is a guarantee in scripture that if you'll listen, God will lead you through every phase of your life. But I want you to order the whole series, which is called Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. It is 10 parts and it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now the book by my friend, Tony Cook. The book is called The Lord is My Shepherd, The 12 Blessings of an Empowered Life. 
And for those who become partners, we'll send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. We'll send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And we'll send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. And remember that right now and until October, at a radical discount on our website store, we're offering you our brand new autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. If you feel like you're unlikely to be used, you need to read this autobiography. It will thrill your faith and realize you are the candidate God is looking to use. If you feel unlikely, you may be a first pick in the mind of God. And remember that if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. So give us a ring or send us your email. But let me pray for you right now. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would help me and you would help my friends have ears that are so sensitive that we can hear when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. We want to be led. And you promise that as sons of God, we have a right to be led. We thank you for this. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. I'll see you in the next program. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.